But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Everybody, welcome to Rodica. My name is Cody Ryan. Bob, Bobby just told the most off-color joke I will not leave in the audio for the episode. Uh, but we're happy to be here. Uh, already spiking the mics a bunch with our laughter. Um, now we're we're having a fine little Sunday here uh, at Neurotica. Uh, joined by my co-host, as always, uh, Bobby McClintock. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great. Not in any fights with anyone important right now, so feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you're not in any fights with anybody important or you're not in any important fights like are you saying you could possibly be in fight with unimportant people uh i was being ironic because i am in fight. <laughs> i don't think you know what ironic means anyway uh moving on to our next guest it's actually a recurring guest somebody that we've had on the podcast before in the very early days before bobby ever even a pop, uh appeared on the show my favorite episode still his favorite episode still i believe episode two of uh neurotica ever it is river hello river hi can you be recurring if you've only been on twice you, you are recurring can. now you are recurring you weren't recurring until you just said your first word into the mic. Yeah. Well, shit. All right. As soon as you started asking the question, you reoccurred. So there you go. That's the answer to that. Up until then, you were a friend of the pod. Yeah. You were a friend of the pod. Now you are reoccurring. Reoccurring friend of the pod. First time caller. Long time listener. How you doing, River, into this chaos that we've started? Uh, I'm burnt out. My body is broken. And I... I mean, li- another day in paradise. Glad we can constrain <laughs> you right after work for a podcast then. Um, Bobby, for, how's your body feeling? <laughs> I feel okay. Every, my my best friend from college, I think he started doing this sophomore year. Anytime when anyone would ask him, how are you doing? He'd start saying, living the dream. Living the yeah, dream. That's the, that's and he's been, doing that, he's been doing that for nine years now. <laughs> yeah, that's also one of the corporate, uh, you know, generic sayings that I hear. And that actually will play in today's episode. But um, I have to tell this one anecdotal story before we get into the the full topic of today's episode because it will play in today's episode, but it's going to be another moment that makes people who are friends and, uh, you know, past Code Ran viewers of uh, tweets or just know my family in general or uh, know some of these stories. Uh, My father recently called me and asked, uh, because I'm assuming some family member asked, um... Why did somebody ask me if you're a manager of Yankee Candle? <laughs> <laughs> I I did not expect to ever hear those words come out of my father's mouth. Um, I don't know who was the originator of that. I don't know how it got to him. I think I did put it on my Facebook just as an ode to my Twitter, which I haven't been on in a while. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, I took this from um, Bobby's girlfriend, Is Is she... One time she had this thing where she was like, and we'll talk about it when we have her back on. She's talking about before she was the... When Isabel would get into fights with people on Twitter, and this was two years ago before she shifted this energy to the Bachelor subreddit. <laughs> she, she would put like editor-in-chief of some mommy blog yeah, as, like... as her bio so that when she'd 
call someone like a stupid like fuckface piece of shit for being against like abortion rights, people would be like, "Oh, this is your editor in chief. This is what <laughs> yeah. on Twitter." At the mommy vlog. <laughs> yeah, so what I did was, I was like, what's the most innocuous job I could pick? And I remember when I was actually um, back to my old days in retail working at um, a shoe store. Um, one day I, I went in a Yankee Candle and I was just looking around. Or actually, we had one of the Yankee Candle employees come to us. And she kind of made a joke. Begging you for death. No, she's, she kind of made a joke, though. <laughs> Please light me on fire. Like a Yankee Candle Wick. No, she made a joke. I was like, oh, you... Single or triple wick. You, you came to our store, we'll, we'll come visit your store sometime. She goes, oh, please don't come unless you're going to buy something. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, oh, we have a 50% um, rate. And our company had a rate, too. Basically, that's your sell rate. That means anytime your door dings in, that means you half the time you have to um, make a sale before it dings out. Now, here's a problem... School, school children love to just dig in and out of the just, school stores yeah, all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so those rates never possible to achieve. Just another way that we uh, kill the retail worker, which transitions perfectly into what the episode is today. Cody's humble beginnings as a retail worker are just part of the story of how Cody went from the lower class to the middle class. I and, thought that we were talking about how millennials kill every business. Well, I mean... Isn't that kind of every conversation these days? We kind of have to talk about it because they're doing it. The uh, Yankee, Yankee Candle supports the state of Israel. So yeah. <laughs> me and yeah. River and Cody just got back from walking in and out. No, but I, I just <laughs> remember... Never again just to fuck over the employees. I just remember the Yankee Candle person feeling so bad for them. And I was like, you know what? I really do like candles. And every time I go to Yankee Candle now... I buy something and I imagine being so fucking stressed out of just being a manager at Yankee Candle and everybody walks in and be like, this fucker better grab something like, you know, like just to be that upset. I get it's a very specific place, but like if you're just browsing Yankee Candle, you're probably fucking over some retail workers day. Apparently, for some reason, I'm picturing like a, a drunk bachelorette party stumbling in. Yeah, like these like, drunk girls. Yeah, ding, in ding, and out, ding. in and out. In and out. Do you have any penis-shaped candles? Uh, no. Now, now, ah, fuck you. Now, <laughs> now here's here's two problems with it. One, um, people uh, used to like to use that to try to make fun of me, though. Usually it'd be people who work for WIP or Crossing Broad. Um, they would try to, you know, elitist bullshit, like, shame me for that job. And, again, that plays in today's episode... But two, I also had to explain to my father what the hell that meant. Um, so I had to tell my father, well, you see, father, it's a simple ruse, you see. If anybody would like to get me fired, uh, they're going to call up corporate of Yankee Candle looking for a Cody ride. And they they will waste plenty of their time to find there is nobody there that works at Yankee Candle. Or maybe there is. What if there w- yeah, 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 yeah. What if there was or a, a random Cody ride? they're going to get somebody else fired. Oh, man. And, I didn't really think about that until somebody brought it up into the podcast just now. But no, but it ended up being a thing I didn't meant it to be. I just meant it to be like a deflection. And then it ended up just showing a lot of people's humanity of like how they would look down at me for being a manager at Yankee Candle. And one of the people whose names I won't say, John Barchard. uh, (laughs) You beat me to it. Yeah. uh, Tried to use it against me when I said uh, he settled for WIP after he fucked over his friend for a podcast, which, I mean, is not 
private knowledge to anybody's degree, and I welcome any fucking heat he wants to bring because there's none to bring. I do not. No, they're, no, they're not on their radar. They don't care. I'm not on fucking Twitter. Nobody's going to listen to this from WIP. They, they, why would they take in good content? Um, they're scouting me. Yeah, I said, why would they take in good content? I'm gassing you up. Shut the fuck up, Bobby. Uh, But basically, I said, you settled to work for WIP, so it's kind of, like, ironic that you'd say that. And he goes, oh, that's ironic that somebody would talk about settling for somebody who works as a manager at Yankee Candle, as if that's, like, not a job that you could be happy about having. People love to do that on Twitter, especially people that, like, have a bigger... Not people that have a really big platform, but people with, like, a medium platform will see, like... Maybe, like, the Sixers for the fifth quarter in my bio and be like, oh, you write for one of the thousand Sixers blogs or whatever. Like, yeah. no one cares about you. And I'm like, I know, bro. That doesn't mean that you're not a fucking idiot. Like, I know yeah. the fact that you're saying that doesn't actually, like, well, there was even actually Neil, give like, a fuck. Recently, Neil Brennan, who's a comedian and writer of the movie Half-Baked, he tried to tell somebody because he wrote comedy movies that the Academy Awards got it wrong. And he's like... You really think you understand art and culture more than me? I'm like, dude, you wrote that movie where I'm pretty sure there's a scene where you're just the dude who is, like, at the counter while another dude gets a hamburger thrown at his face. Um, So, I really don't want to hear shit about how much culture you know when you wrote Half-Baked. Half-Baked is not a culturally, like, uh, he was talking about how, like movie at all, actually. <laughs> he was talking about how the rich people are the good guys in Parasite, right? Yeah, like... He's like just... I think that uh, Bong Joon-ho got the metaphor wrong in his Academy Award Yeah, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> but we're all beating around the bush of what today's episode really get boils down to is that each one of us who's on the episode today has taken a journey through um, kind of the lower in the middle class without realizing it. Um, because River and I had an episode where we tried to pour each other off. Um, I know that sounds sexual, but... Um, I wish it was. Yeah, we probably would have had more fun than what we did. Um, I'm just saying that would have been a lot more enjoyable if it was, but what... This pouring each other off was pour off. But with yeah. the sexual equivalent of pouring pouring someone off. Did. What do you think, man? Like, Come on, uh, like a cum shot, probably. Yeah, dude, one. really? Like that's that one's gonna catch on. Uh, anyway, I uh, can't wait to click on that category. Also, if anybody <laughs> uh, needs any uh, Bernie Bro watchdogs, Gabby please Carter Google me off. at BBW. Um, <laughs> anyway, but. Me and River, we did an episode where we tried to, you know, outpour each other by basically telling stories of our childhood to say who lived more poor. Interjection. I won. You won based on a Twitter poll. Um, I will say that, yes. Uh, there were categories that I did win, um, and in Mayor Pete's book, sometimes that's winning. Uh, so... I'll take that. Uh, but the whole point of the episode was that River and I lived a very poor life and then kind of fractured into different, you know, lives now. But we didn't really get into how we kind of grew into our lives. It was just kind of category for category showdown. Um, but yeah, then that was about like growing up. It wasn't about what you've done since. Really. Yeah, really? it wasn't. It was really kind of, you know, being poor as a child. Um, and I wanted to make that point because. Poor children um, do grow up. I don't know if people are aware of this. Uh, just because you're ignoring them doesn't mean that they don't exist later in life. Um, River has grown up to be a leather jacket wearing hood. Who yeah. Who the switchblade and yeah. got some fight with the socias. Um, but 
It's not totally incorrect. <laughs> but Bobby wasn't a part of the podcast back then, and Bobby's actually had maybe one of the more interesting journeys than me and River had, but we all realized we're on three very different positions that have three very different strengths and very three different weaknesses. And the reality of the situation is um, that you could argue any one of the three of us is the strongest financially or the weakest financially. And that's fucking weird. It is weird. And you want an example of that. Um, River, what is your ambition right now? Uh, to get a job in the field that I am going to school for and buy a house by the end of the year. Yeah. How realistic do you think that goal is? I would say 85 to 90% chance of that happening. Um, before you got a job in the field um, that you were going to school for, what does your job mainly uh, consist of? Currently, I am a server at Redacted and have been... <laughs> listen. Good job. Listen. Um, you do better than me half the time. And have been a bartender and server, or actually just restaurant worker in general for 11 years, and uh, second jobbed as construction um, probably six of those years or something. Yeah, and we don't want to also um, leave out the fact that you do have a partner who also provides some income. Uh, can you also give a little background on what they did? Uh, they are currently working three say, jobs. Can we not say she? She? I mean, whatever. I Natalie. She identifies as right now. I mean, I haven't talked to her in a while. She? She's um, still but, she? Okay, you know, um, Didn't want to assume. Yeah, no, fair. You know what happens when you assume? You make You're an, an asshole. asshole. Make an <laughs> asshole out of yourself. <laughs> um, she is currently working three separate jobs, uh, Man. but has been a restaurant worker um, and went to school uh, for massage therapy and got a job for that as well. And so now two restaurant, one massage, et cetera, et cetera. Whole nonsense of shit, though. But I went she's... to school for misogyny. Hey, there we go. No, but and I've gotten one of her massages when she was just training, and she was amazing then, and now I've only heard she's gotten better. So, on paper, River is the more blue-collar uh, versus me and Bobby. Me and Bobby work in the exact same industry field kind of thing, so we're the white-collar. But we also took different paths to get there. Mine is pretty well documented throughout the show of just grew up poor, but just stayed in school, stayed in school, stayed in school. Took, you know, six, since 16, take on the retail job, retail job, internship, 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 until real boy finance job, real boy finance job, real boy finance job. So all of that kind of was just me keeping my head down and working my ass off and doing all those things they say you're supposed to do and you're a poor person. And then kind of having a lot of it catch up with me later in life mentally, though. And we'll get into it a little bit more, but kind of an illuminating phrase that was said to me today by my therapist was, you've lived a lot of your life, you know, setting up your professional self, and now your personal self is pissed off. Because nothing really seems to make sense. Nobody really taught you how to do these things. You have no idea whether you're doing well or you're doing poorly. You don't need to, you know, compare yourself against people. But I, I don't know if I'm even healthy financially or if I'm, you know, on the precipice of losing my entire life. And then Bobby, I would like to turn over to you to tell a little bit about your story. 
All right. And I we do have to hear a little bit about your childhood, Bobby, because just you haven't given as much context uh, as me and River. Don't feel like you need to, you know, uh, spend as much time as me and River did because that was an entire episode. And frankly, I don't want to hear about um, how many uh, shots you missed in basketball throughout your entire childhood. Uh, it was none. Oh, I was fuck, a, man. He's I too was good a beast. at <laughs> this. This kid's looking hot today. I'm so, the tallest one here, and arguably, like inarguably, the shittiest at basketball. I there's a, we're close to a court. We could prove this. Bobby has one working arm. I have no balance, and River is the biggest of us. So I would still bet on River. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my, I mean, my childhood was. The reason that I haven't really talked about it much is that it's fairly nondescript. My uh, mom worked as a, a medical transcriptionist and also as a uh, in a dentist office, um, just as like a receptionist. And eventually stopped doing medical transcription because it got uh, offshored and is now like the office manager at the dentist office. My dad uh, didn't get his college degree until he turned 40. Um, but he's worked in, um, like database management, stuff like that, um, which has gotten more and more profitable kind of. Yeah. Prominent. High, definitely. Yeah. Prominent, higher paying, uh, as the years have gone on. Um, so we were never like had a ton of money. Um, there were times that we would kind of scrap by, but scrapping by was like, we stopped doing pizza every Friday. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like my dad's never like really had it. My dad's never had a new car, like a car that's like newer than four or five years old. Like it's, we never had a ton of money, but the struggles, I, they were probably worse than I knew when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that I went to a private high school um, and Catholic grade school and stuff, I'm sure it didn't help with that, but I don't think that it was necessarily all that dire. And it was, my parents kept the worst of it from me and my brother, I'm sure. Um, so like I said, I went to private high school that probably added to their burden as did my little brother and then college. Um, so you expect, you know, just get on the normal path out of college, get a job. It doesn't pay that much, work your way up. And by the time you're approaching your thirties, you're, pretty solid the whole prove yourself situation yeah um but that is not quite how it went for me i would have a job for about a year and then i either get laid off or leave it um under not great circumstances and then i would be unemployed for a couple months get another job for a couple months to a year leave it for whatever reason be unemployed for a couple months and i can never get much traction uh, in my career. And I always worried about that because like I started dating my girlfriend who comes from an upper class background who has expectations about how um, she's going to be treated by her boyfriend. Her parents have expectations about the guy that their daughter is going to date and marry. And I always felt like I was falling short of that. And then I kind of got on track finally a couple of years ago Um and then I'm now on track better since I less, left that job. Uh, I'm higher paying now, better title now and everything. But not like that's not really through working up towards it. That's through like a connection that I made through Twitter. Through yeah. lucky that's, breaks. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Luck, but, I like really like 
white man myself like falling ass backwards <laughs> like every time i lose my job the one that i get eventually is better somehow yeah mm-hmm. but i think even and that I'll, plays to some points though that you're even like trying to like downplay your own accomplishment and your own ability to get those things because it's it's hard sometimes to even say you're doing well because you know others around you are not doing as well right that that and also like the like long stretches of like being unemployed for like five or six months at a time like i mean that really will gnaw at you and also that whole time i'm in as i've talked about a lot of times like crushing debt so the fact that I'm working my way up, but with these big gaps in between is like not really keeping pace with what I need to be paying. Well, so you just hit on something huge that we have to talk about now with River is that that's kind of the point is that we went to college and we were told that's it. And that was the right way to do it. River, you were told the same thing as well. You rebelled. Right. Um, And what happened is that college is bullshit. (laughs) Well, he might be right because Bobby and I, what happened is we accumulated a lot of debt. I, lucky enough, was from Delaware, went to University of Delaware. My debt is not that bad. My debt is now under $20,000. I'm going to admit some of my own financials on this podcast today, mostly probably to piss off my therapist who probably already pissed that I talked about the session. Because um, whenever um, she's like, you should you know slow it down, I always want to share more uh, personal information about myself so I can be attacked. <laughs> um, but I have less than twenty thousand dollars in debt now. And Hell yeah! My that rocks. <laughs> based on an app, I have a, a net positive uh, net worth. It's not liquid though. It's in my four hundred one k. It's it's not liquid, but baby, it's gaseous. Yeah, it's in my investments account, and because my net worth of... is gaseous clay. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's in one of those investments accounts I have too, and. Um, I'm going to say it now, finally, what my salary is, because I made a post about it on Facebook. I'm ashamed. I currently make $75,000 a year. And there's a study out there that says that's the average amount for any person to just be like, that's enough money. And uh, let me tell you, I stress spend like there's nobody's business, and I'm not the average person, so that's not good. But I also live in the city of Philadelphia, so give me a little bit of break, maybe... I need a little bit more just because of the adjustment of cost of living. I mean, I live in a pretty nice apartment, but anybody can tell you I could live in a place that's a little bit better. I don't have like a dishwasher or anything like that. The fucking shower that's is what you need like a girlfriend for. Great, thank you, asshole. Uh, <laughs> get one of those right off of Amazon when they go on sale Black Friday. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. I, real quick interjection. I'm sorry. Like that just fucking made me think about it. If you're ever in a restaurant, if you ever feel like you need to browse like a, a mail order bride site, please don't oh fucking God. do it in public. Why did you bring that up? Um, yes, but to River's point, um, why have he was not that? accumulating yeah. debt. Yeah. Um, so River, I think can, it's can another we, important thing. We can should we have say. River give like his? So we should also talk about yeah, our ages we, real quick too. We yeah, should. I'm I'm 28. I'm 26, about to turn 27. I am 24, 25 in May. Right, and um, I just gave my whole description of my life, which is not that interesting. River has a, a more interesting one that I think provides very important context for everything that we're going to talk about. And I don't know if, I don't remember if he gave this on the last one, 
but I don't know if people listening to this will necessarily have listened to the last one. But he definitely didn't. He only two weeks ago saw, or maybe a week ago, saw the guy trying to order a bride online. So we need to talk about that now. Yes, we are going to get to the climax of his life at the end of the don't story. Don't say climax. Now you can get you got a meme about phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Mail order bride and climax? I don't need that in my life right now. It's a lot of imaging that don't need our listeners to think about. You know, some sloppy dude in the middle of Rivers Restaurant looking for a mail order bride. Uh, yeah, was, 245 pounds, balding. You're not too far off. I wouldn't shame anybody for these kind of things. No, no, no. I'm just trying to paint a picture. It, 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 it was just very, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I guess I'll do real quick just to for anybody that didn't listen to the last podcast that I was on. Um, grew up in North Carolina, uh, resort town area. Uh, parents got divorced when I was very young, like three or four, something like that. Um, lived with my dad most of the life. Uh, we'd be behind on rent almost always. Um, I've been working like in an actual job job since I was thirteen. Uh, I would do like lawn care stuff like that like just cutting grass uh house watching stuff like that since probably 10 or 11 but that was kind of like just side gig chore stuff whatever um um, 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 moved to philadelphia without any type of savings anything like that with my girlfriend literally had they met on myspace yeah yeah we met on myspace then uh in person at warp tour um moved up yeah right right but to be fair though it's not like they met um, in myspace and then moved to philadelphia and met no no, no no she they met yeah at yeah warp tour first and decided they liked each other we've been together for eight together. years eight it's been eight years that we've been together it's Bobby's not like, a, it seem like they were just like yeah we're on a reality tv show called it, it's not 90 day fiance no i'm just i'm just <laughs> laughing that meeting at warp tour is the most insanely myspace yeah. contact way to oh baby it, 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 we lived a uh, rock show by blink 182 except it actually worked out um I, anyway. I guarantee if river had like like felt like that connection wasn't real and then like later looked back on it and they didn't you know go ahead after warp tour he just would have been thinking of his health you know if I could find you now. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> fucking drawing that reference in. You didn't expect that one from Cody, did you? I wasn't. Um, but He's moved up here with uh, fucking first, last in security deposit and no job and figured out how to make work. Anyway, um, guy who was browsing mail order bride service. Uh... It was either that or he was browsing a website for sex workers, which the sex workers think I would be much more okay with because that seems to generally be more of their own volition and not like, you know, a um, sex trafficking thing, which is yeah. notably bad. Fuck Sesta um, Fasta. Yes, absolutely, 100%. I'm glad we could finally let people know how Neurotica feels about sex trafficking. I'm sure people are very curious. Uh, sex trafficking, <laughs> bad. Uh, sex work, good. Good for the sex workers. Everybody should be able to unionize. Exploited. Yes, 100%. Um, I'm going to stop there before I go into anything that makes people feel bad. Um, <laughs> All right, anyway, so... this guy fucking, like, I, I'm walking around, I see him on a site that just, like, has women and a bio and boobs out and i'm super appalled at the first sight because like what the fuck then like it kind of set in river hates boobs you heard it here first (laughs) um then it kind of hit me and i'm like bro you're in public yeah even a 
corporate restaurant. Like, ne- it, it not even, like, the the fact of it being corporate even isn't it the, like... Even it it's still wrong. Yeah, right? yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, like, not even... It, it being corporate isn't even, like, the bad part. It's the fact that corporate is going to be, like, uh, the quintessential family-friendly thing, you know? You so there are Wi-Fi's or they still restrict you. You gotta like sign up with your email or something. Well, actually, we do have that on our <laughs> oh Wi-Fi, but the guy's doing it on their phone on his phone. So like, I don't know if he connected to Wi-Fi or whatnot. Yeah. But like, then I kept like swinging by just to see like the evolution of this, and he was there for probably thirty fucking minutes. Wait, can I not cuss? I don't know. I don't you remember. Can cuss all you want. Cool. Fuck. Um, if you're ordering for, like, a mail-order bride, 30 minutes is not that much research to put into it, honestly. Uh, okay, fair, fair. But at the same time, in public. Okay. I mean, I'm what? on the guy's side, is what I'm saying. The, the guy's sitting there. <laughs> Shouldn't be on his so, side! If he was, like, very close up and, like, trying to hide it, that's one thing. He was, like, very, like... Like it was his fantasy team and he wanted other people's opinions and shit? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was like, oh. Using his dick to scroll through. Should I draft uh, Zach Ertz for this? What do you think, buddy? And you're like, that's a naked woman. Should draft Olga, the 19-year-old from the Ukraine. Exactly. Yeah, that's not cool. Um, completely uncomfortable, and I hate that we're even finding humor in that in that as much as we are a podcast tries to find humor in the dark, but that is a truly ridiculous thing to do in a public place. Yes. Um. Anyway, to get back to the topic of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Bye, everybody. All right, see ya. Uh, enjoy the next 30 minutes of silence. <laughs> yeah. Um, darkness, my old friend. Anyway, so I am, uh, as Bobby said, like I, I didn't, or and, and Cody as well. Um, I didn't go the classic college route. Um, which is strange because like I, my family's mad at me. People that I used to work for are mad at me. Like people that I know are mad at me because like they all know. Uh, when I graduated high school, I graduated with like a three point six unweighted GPA, like a four point something weighted GPA. Um, yeah, I I went to. Listen, bitch. Um, <laughs> you're, you're good river hunting. <laughs> I, I did, yes. Jesus Christ. I did, like, uh, uh, APB, a, AP, ABBC calculus. I did, uh, I did AP bio. I okay, did, like, bio. all, all of this cam. shit. Like, um, did I was that. set up for a career in science or math because those are my strong points. Same. Um, I really wanted to go into astrophysics, actually, is what, like, ultimately... I wanted to do. And that's where you lost me. And then, um, <laughs> god damn it, I looked at the fucking prices. It was like $400,000 for uh, a degree, and that was like a 13-year program, and Holy that was like shit. if you did everything you needed to do. So it was probably more realistic. Did University of Phoenix have an alternative? Oh, like that maybe fuck. was cheaper? Uh, you want to become a Phoenix astrophysicist? No, not, not particularly. Astrophoenixist? Astrophoenixist. <laughs> If you go to the University of Phoenix, they give you a Phoenix. Yeah. So you have... I fucking it's made the wrong get... decision. It's really easy to get to space. I made the wrong decision. It's um, actually located in Phoenix, Mars. But. <laughs> anyway. Is that um, a place? It's like Philadelphia, Mississippi. <laughs> Philadelphia is... Is Phoenix Mars a place? Is that your question? I don't wait, know if there's wait, like wait, a wait. Phoenix mountain range in Mars or something wait, like that. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said... Uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, and I have actually kind of a funny story about that. When I worked, oh my in- god, this episode is getting way off the rails. Now. Chasing the white rabbit. <laughs> um, 
when I worked at uh, yeah, we're actually having fun for the first time. Like, when I worked at Redacted, <laughs> um, a pizza shop, we had somebody call and they were asking to order at, like X Y Z pizza, whatever, and like I, I rang it up. I told them how much it was going to be, all this shit, and uh, then I was like, all right, so what is the phone number and address for sending this? Um, put in the phone number, no problem. I put in the address and they started telling me what it was, but they like, you know, they, they're not going to give you like the state zip code, everything like that. So they told me like some address, whatever. Um, then I was typing it in and I'm like, nothing's coming up. Can I get like a zip code for oh it? They told God. me the zip code and I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are you calling from? It, it was literally Philadelphia, Mississippi or whatever fucking state it was. Oh my God. Yeah. So they called... They search like Pizza Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. and oh because because their their Google like you must showed have just moved there. Jesus it Christ. was not good. It was not good, and I felt really bad because it was like a ten minute long order because they had all these restrictions on stuff too. So like they wasted my time. I wasted their time. Whole nonsense. I had no idea where they were calling from until like we hung up and I looked up the the zip code either. It fucking sucks. I love, so I love the idea of like the first time I found out there's a Philadelphia, Mississippi. I was like, oh, that's so weird. There's one in Mississippi. I love the idea of like a five year old in, in Mississippi. It's like, oh, there's, there's one, one in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of them telling people I'm from Philadelphia, and people are like, oh, you yeah. fucking Eagles fans, and they're like, what? Like, like a like, pen- whoa, 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 the fans. Fal- like, oh, you must have followed Andy Reid there. They're like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I was going to say Falcons. I feel like Atlanta's closer than fucking KC. Well, I don't know where Philly, M- Mississippi is. Mississippi. I don't know. I'm just imagining. Kansas like, City, Mississippi is where the fucking, or Missouri. Is where <laughs> Kansas the, City, sorry, Mississippi. Kansas City, Missouri is where the fucking Chiefs play. I don't know where in Mississippi your alliances would fall. Everyone in, everyone in Penn State would be like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm, like, outside Philadelphia. So I'm imagining, like, someone saying that at Penn State, but they mean outside Philadelphia. I just Philadelphia. think of it, one of my favorite things. <laughs> They're not wrong. That's similar is anybody who's um, tried to go to a uh, game at one of the stadiums and ended up at a random bank in Philadelphia because all of our stadiums are named after a bank. That's happening. Uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. I've talked to multiple people and also been in the situation where something was getting routed to a bank and had to cancel it. Like, yeah. it was, like, pissing me off. Uh-oh, did River just... Ca- River just caught a ban on Twitter, live on the podcast. This is momentous. But it's like, every time I click a button, it, it tells me that I'm banned. Yeah. You're not allowed to like anything. I'm, I'm not allowed to fucking do anything. Did it tell you the tweet that you're banned for? Uh, it yeah, it's because I told, um... Hold on, hold on, what's his face? You goddamn Bernie bros. Yeah, you fucking Bernie bros. Um, the, while River's looking at this, the K-Hive, like... The pers- fuck's a K-Hive? K-Hive is the Kamala, Kamala Harris one? Yeah. S- Those people have, like, a way higher, di- like, brain disease per capita than Bernie Bros. Do. So, They're so fucking vicious and stupid. So, real quick, not, well, not I, to get I political. I also want to... Well, we always end up getting political. Okay, well, we to get political. To. Cody always says, I don't want to get political, but for the... <laughs> For, but, the, for the anyway, ninth week in her home. No, anyway. I, how about this one? Liz Warren um, supporters, I literally was one, and now I'm getting attacked by them. So, fuck off. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Steve Mack said that um, Bernie needed to muzzle Nina Turner. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, shit, yeah, that's fucked up. And I said verbatim, choke, comma, you fucking... 
or sorry, no, 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 sorry. Choke, comma, you racist fuck nut. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that um, those two cancel out, uh, just like Audrey Huff when he decided that he was gonna tweet out that he is training his children to headshot anybody who votes for socialism. Um, when I I couldn't report at the time for uh, Hold election up. stuff of voter suppression, so I did it actually I as that. targeted harassment. Because I was literally like, um, did this guy just say if I vote for my candidate, his kids are going to shoot me in the head? Because then off, I was told he violated no Twitter by, uh, terms. Now he would, I think. I'll kick the shit out of a child. Well, I definitely did comment, listen, if we're taking guns out of this, Audrey, I'm beating the shit out of your kids. Um, and that's fair. Yeah. Um, you should. Well, if they're going to shoot me in the head for voting, I feel like I should get a couple of free swings. If um, they're going to shoot me in the head for voting, there's my one thing Neurotica probably is not progressive on, it's hitting children. And we're not talking <laughs> about punishing them, I mean hitting other people's children. We think we should get the right to, you should not hit our children because we're the best. Uh, but we should be allowed to hit your children. You should not beat kids because you children did nothing kids. wrong with it. Yeah, not saying you we should hate Tyreek Hill. We condemn him completely. He's a piece of shit. I hope his Super Bowl ring um, falls down his own throat and cuts every single part of his esophagus on the way. He puts it on his dick and it cuts off the circulation of the rest of his dick and it falls off. The official neurotica stance, and I'm saying this as... Someone who's not a recurring on the show at recurring all. A recurring of friend of the, the <laughs> podcast. The official neurotica stance is that the child did nothing wrong, kicked the shit out of the parent. I'm not saying yeah, you should be able to beat up a child. I was being facetious. Under socialism, you will not be allowed to beat up the child. I was but if the facetious. free market parent says the child parent. should be beat up, yeah. then you Supply are allowed to do yeah. yeah. Supply and demand of capitalism. It's not about should or allow. It's about what the free market tells you <laughs> Actually, if, under capitalism, the supply of children that adults want to hit and the demand for children to be hit by adults if actually do equal somewhere... That people would hit children, and that's happened, and then they still get to play in the NFL and the Super Bowl, because there is no justice in this world. And I was being facetious, if you hit a child, you deserve to be put in jail for the rest of your life, because you hit somebody who is the most defenseless they could possibly be. Underdeveloped mentally and physically, you piece of shit. As I said, kick the shit out of the family, or the parents, whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't think it is a bold stance because you're hitting children, like literally people who can't hit back. Anywho, uh, here's a break from our sponsors. Anyway, um, if we had any, uh, if we had any. At King's Highway. We keep trying. Fine Cider. Your guavalicious cider is fucking baller. You'll get an invoice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, to get back to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I do want to actually transition to one thing as we get kind of towards the the last third of the episode. Fuck. I mean, we always go all night. We do a marathon episode. I mean, shit, I didn't even get to get to, like, Bobby went to college. I, I said, fuck No, college. we're still going to talk about all of that stuff, but I do want to talk about how, like, those things play into kind of our backup plans and how um, none of us have one. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah, fair, so fair, fair. I think that all plays into all the college stuff because... Here's the reality of the situation for a lot of us. Um, if we get fucked, we're fucked. 
and I'm not talking about me, Bobby, and River. I'm talking about a lot of millennials. And it kind of rang true yesterday. Um, now, if you're listening to the podcast, that won't be the day. But uh, Bernard Sanders uh, won a caucus in Nevada. And Joy Reid, who has been a very anti-Bernie Sanders person, said something that has been ringing very true when you look at the polls. But, Bobby, did you happen to catch what she said? I saw a lot of coverage, but I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. So me and River talked about this, and I think this finally hits it. She said, we underestimated the anger of the working class and the young working class. And then... There was a moment on CNN, I wasn't even watching MSNBC, there was a moment on CNN, where they were talking about Pete had come out, and the first thing he did was he attacked Bernie and Russia. Well, the first thing that he did was pull out a big block of cheese and nibble on it. Yeah, yeah. But the, the first thing he did was he, he attacked Bernie and Russia, and somebody brought up, I didn't like the way that Bernie answered at the end, where he blames the Washington Post, and one pundit's like, what is he trying to say? And look, come on, we're not dumb. But she was clearly offended, and there was somebody who was the organizer for Bernie in 2016, and she now is like um, a part of another organization at CNN. She's Latino. You can tell she's very soft-spoken, and she was newer, and she was trying to respect that, but she was basically saying, no American voter cares. You are offended because you are a journalist. Yeah, him attacking the media of Washington Post. Somebody said that's what Trump does, but that's not what Trump does. What Trump does, he says, the news is fake. What Bernie said is that report is real. We were briefed a month ago, just like the other campaigns, but we're telling Russia to stay out. And then somebody said, "Why do you think this came out now?" And he goes, "Why do you think?" Day before Nevada caucus. The timing is very obvious. Like, yeah. come on. We don't need to put this together. All I can think of... But what was Trump's response? Trump's response was, it's not real. It's misinformation. But then he he goes, oh, but vote for Bernie. Like, there is some kind of trying to draw the divide again the same way that the Russians did the first time. The Russians are not in the race to get votes for Bernie. They are trying to draw the divide, cause confusion amongst our party, divide us so that the RNC will get Trump reelected. Yeah. That is their goal. They're not trying to get Bernie Sanders elected. And they made that point on CNN, but they're not even getting the point that no American citizen would get offended by the idea that Bernie Sanders would say the day before the Nevada caucus is kind of a weird time for the Washington Post to drop that article. Well, I have two thoughts on that. The first is that I don't know anything about the Russia shit. I, yeah. I think that anyone that claims to actually have information about that is a grifter and a liar. Yeah. I don't think that... You can trust any report about it, and I don't. I also don't think that anyone gives a shit about it. I don't think there, that there's any fucking reason to. Like, they couldn't even get Trump on impeachment for that. But that's like, exactly. No one gives a shit about it except, like, the professional media class. And I also think that Bernie attacking, like, the Washington Post or, like, the media is, like, you, you see a, a tweet or something like that that's, like, all men are abusive or fucking whatever. Like, saying something about men in general. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, if you are upset about that, you're a fucking idiot. Because it's not about it's you, and if you're not a guy that's it. like that, then there's nothing to be offended about. Yeah. So if you're a media member that's offended by Trump or Bernie or Trump saying something bad about the media, you have nothing to be upset about unless you are, like, a fucking dirty, complicit, like, idiot. Yeah, and I think 
that kind of plays into what I'm saying, though, is they are missing a connection. Joy Reid missed the connection and said, maybe we underestimated this. And then another person who said, I'm younger, I'm more a millennial, I know that. I was working, you know, with Bernie, but I was, you know, coming out of college fresh with debt and stuff. And I know, even as a media member now, that doesn't resonate with me at all. I don't care what he said. And no American voter is going to care. And the reason why is, let's talk about what our backup plans are. It's nothing. We, we don't give a shit if people undermine media anymore. Because we at first were the people who were like, when you say fake news, that's bullshit. And it's still bullshit. Because if people are reporting facts, then you can't just decide that that's fake because it doesn't work in your favor. Right. Like, fake, but, fake news, as used by Trump, is what's bullshit. But they're like, is fake... But an- analysis, opinion, stuff like that can be curbed a certain way. And when we're talking about their analysis, their analysis is from their point of view, and they don't have it for us. And that's why I think we're hearing so much of Bernie saying to, you know, oh, I'm anti-DNC establishment. And then somebody says, what are you talking about, dude? You are the establishment now. You're the front runner. You're not getting it because he's speaking to us who don't have anything to fall back on. And that's exactly what we saw in Nevada yesterday where the culinary union, what happened? Uh, Well, the culinary union endorsed... Uh, well, their leaders endorsed Liz Warren yeah, and said... Well, the, ofi- the official endorsement was Liz Warren, but what happened was the rank and file pushed back against that and tons of them individually endorsed Bernie. And I think they ended up getting them to retract the endorsement and only endorse policies and not an actual... Person. But here's what happened, Is that essentially. Right, I, I, I want to I make it clear that I have not had the time to really keep up with it. All that I know is that... So uh, I kept up with it. I thought Bobby might have a little bit more context, but basically... Got it, Bobby. Because River leaders, works much harder than me. The thing. leaders of a culinary union in Nevada were sending out anti-Bernie messages. And not I'm not saying that as a conspiracy. This is very well documented. You can look this up, Google it. And um, their main, like point was hey that great health care that you have that's better than most people's health care actually that have a job that's going to be gone when medicare for all comes and they asked literally people at the culinary unions in the bellagio hotel which was not an early voting state at all so throughout liz's um debate stuff and all that it was only biden or um bernie and Bernie won with the Bellagio Hotel staffers. It's literally their staffers. And they're talking to some of them. But then they're talking to people from the culinary union there. And you know what they say? Yeah, I have great benefits now. What happens if my restaurant closes? Even, even, okay, even, even beyond that. I, my, my whole thing, like, I'm, I'm in school, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going for welding, so, like, I'm going to be very, very, like, working class, very blue-collar, all of that, like, my career opportunities are basically working with something that is potentially a known carcinogen, and either working 40 feet plus up in the air on a new, uh, building, or working underground on, like, subways and stuff like that, like, that, that is essentially what I'm going for. 100% cool with me. I love it. It's great. But like... He loves that. I'm almost at the point where I have to rely on union work. 
And the thing that kills me with the culinary uh, 266? Yeah, I think it was 226. 226. Is that like... And and other unions. I don't want to just throw them under because there are others that have spoken out about it. They're all on unions under the box. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the unions. River hates unions. Put it on the right. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think that uh, the steel workers also have backed Biden, um, which in a vacuum is not necessarily bad. It, I just think that there are situations where either it's misleading or that the leadership is not fully listening to its uh, its workers and stuff like that. Um, but as a whole, like it, it should it should always be Bernie for the unions, at least in this election, because like even if. Bernie gets in, passes Medicare for all. Great. What, what, that, yeah, that takes away one of the biggest fighting points for unions. That now means that all of their money, their time, their resources can go to fighting for something else. Like, I don't know, higher wages? Not drug More testing. security? Not drug testing for fucking marijuana or something like that? Because, like, so the issue that comes with that is that there's not, like, realistically there's not great testing for that so like they can't tell like oh you smoked pot four days ago so your injury today doesn't actually like it's not because of you smoking or something so like i kind of understand that but at the same time put money towards like actually developing a test that can like solve that or something i don't know don't if you don't have to fight for one of your biggest issues that's a good thing if you automatically get that that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think Bernie even tried to say, like, we're not trying to take anything away. We're just trying to replace and expand. I mean, like, if anything, we hope your benefits are going to be even better because you. what you have to understand is Pete's trying to sell this option uh, plan, and some other people are too. Nobody likes insurance. I don't like my car insurance that I used to have. I don't have a car anymore. I don't like my health insurance I get from work. Even though I work in an industry where you think my health insurance would be better. I worked at J.P. Morgan where I thought my health insurance would be better. And the reality is I still am drowned in co-pays and stuff like that. And I said my salary. The reality is I've looked at Bernie's plan. I will pay less just in the co-pays of my doctor's visits for the year. uh, My weekly specialist of a therapist. Just going to therapy weekly. Yeah. It will equal the price that I will pay out of my paycheck of Bernie. So anytime I have any kind of injury, any kind of, um, you know, I I woke up last Thursday. Me and River talked about in the episode, we're trained to never go to the doctor. Yeah. But why would we, you know, still live in that training if we know that the, the country's got us and we're living in the wealthiest country in the world and there's no backup plan for us because we know if we get injured we're fucked if we and that's what you know we've been harping on when we talk about politics but i'm basically saying every single day i'm afraid to open pandora's box because there's something wrong with a lot of parts of my body and some of them can be stress induced because of how you know bad my mental health is they wanted to do a biopsy on my uh kidneys i've been avoiding it and you know what? If they find something, my life is over. Not because of cancer. Like, even if it was beatable cancer, like, even if it was cancer that they would say, you have a 100% chance of recovery, my life 
is over. You don't understand. I can't do this again. I'm mentally pulled to the end of my wits already in a good spot. If something knocks me off, I'm gone. There's there's no way I'd do that again. I have to go somewhere else. But I never got the chance to follow my dreams. There was only one path. And maybe I could have said, you know, I'm going to go take a few more years of being poor so I could go be a comedian. And we had that episode, you know, where we're like joking, like, thank God we're cowards. But man, I, I, I wish I could go back and say to little Cody, learn better to write because writing is going to be the new world, you know? And that's what stand-up really is, and you're going to want to know how to write, and, you know, just be easier on yourself, and it's not all your fault, and just, you know, have these other backup plans. But I didn't do that. I just took the easy path, because everybody told me, this will work, this is how life works. And look where I am. I make $75,000 a year. I'm looking at four months in a row where I spent more money than I saved and probably my fault. And it's probably stupid things. I have six or season tickets, but I, I was told this is the salary where everybody's happy and you get to have those luxuries. And I have money coming in. I'm fine. I'm not going to go bankrupt. But if I lose my mind or I get injured and lose my job or just for whatever reason, just like, can't do it anymore that 401k that investments account that goes fast so that's my backup plan it's hopefully find the next thing as quick as possible but if it's not easy i might just run somewhere as a quick uh like heavily going back the whole like therapy being covered by health insurance all of that like that's something that's really important under the potential like healthcare plan for Bernie is that like health insurance is covered. Uh, medical is like medical, dental, eye are all covered. And then it like covers also like therapy, stuff like that for like, you know, your general mental health, which I mean, there are some businesses that cover uh, dental. There are some businesses that cover uh, eyes. There are like, and most unions probably do as well, at least the ones that I've seen have. Oh, but at the I, same time, not that many cover therapy. Not that many cover, like, mental health things. I I, I will jump in and even say um, my company does cover vision. I opted out of it because I've never had eye problems because it even felt like a luxury to me to have extra insurance for my eyes because I was that worried about money. And you know what the reality is? It's probably like five bucks a month and I'm a dumbass. But I still did that because I Maybe. was like, I was like somewhere I have to, you know, cut on the margins. I, my eyes was where I left the, you know, the line. And then I found out um, my job does actually offer free, you know, therapy services. And they basically said, you know, oh, if your therapist isn't cutting it, you know, you can say. But that doesn't really work because that's not my doctor. Yeah. That's some of the points that are also being made. I didn't get to pick. I have to go to your office. And, and, and like they maybe they're not the greatest therapist maybe they like even even if they are good it's the whole fact of you now have to uh, yeah, readjust to someone options, you have man. to reopen yeah. up to a brand new person which for some people fine that's great that's wonderful they don't have an issue with it but generally if you're in that position that you need a therapist that bad you're probably not opening up to people that willingly you know yeah and 
and an option is just another insurance plan. It's Obamacare. I'm I'm sick of talking about it. We're not going to go further into that. You're just getting a different insurance. All insurance sucks. Nobody wants it. It's a it's a fucking thing that you need sometimes to cover stuff. You shouldn't need insurance on your own fucking body in the wealthiest country in the world. I'm saying that right now. Bernie's been saying it for fucking 50 years. How is this fucking hard to comprehend? Now, I want to move past this a little bit because I know I've been dominating the conversation. Bobby, Bobby same for you. Like, What's your backup plan? Yeah, what's your backup plan? I mean, I know your girlfriend what's your comes from an plan? upper class you know, background, but you can't just upper rest class on their background. laurels and say, hey, guys, help me out. Help me out. I think that if I were to lose my job at this point and not be able to find something for five or six months like it has been before, we would probably break up and I would probably move back in with my parents because I'm 28 and we are, we've been dating for over four years now and I'm this is no secret from her, so I don't I think I've said it on here before. I'm saving for an engagement ring. And we're at the point where we need I need to be able to like prove that I have a sustainable that there is a sustainable future with me. Like this isn't a fairy tale. Like the fact that we love each other that we love each other isn't that that doesn't Yeah and- that doesn't sustain that doesn't feed you. And I, I wanna pay be for an apartment. I wanna be very clear that like Iz has been on the show. Iz will be on the show, I think, next week. And Iz is not being ridiculous. Like, I'm. Iz is a great friend yeah. of me, too. Like, no offense, Bobby. Like, I've seen your resume, too. You're not necessarily reliable yet. And I would... We tried to, like, get you in at my company, like, two years ago. And what did my manager say? Oh, he's been at J.P. Morgan for six months and everything else on his, like, fucking resume is six months. Why does this guy hop around so right. much? And they didn't so, want to even consider you. That Real was, quick. That was part of why I stayed at J.P. Morgan for two and a half years. Because <laughs> yeah. I said I need to have on my resume that I've been somewhere for a while. And that yeah. you can rely on me. And again, I'm I'm not saying that it's ridiculous that we would be, should be wrong to say, you do not seem to be viable as a life partner to give me the life that I expect and that my parents expect from me. They're... That's not incorrect if this situation were to come to pass. Yeah. I, I would not blame her for it at all. And she's My not back- demanding, like, a lot of you either. No. Like, your standards of living, like, right now are pretty much in line with my standards. Like, right. This is Nat's standards. Like, this is not passing judgment on anything or anyone. This is simply the facts of what would happen if something like this were to happen. And I you think would probably th- break up. I, I think probably... you would probably be the one to even do the breakup. I think you would be shamed. I probably would. I would probably say it turns out that I can't provide the sort of life. Yeah, she. There's a good chance that she might even be able to, or be like, "Come on, try a little bit longer," and you might just be like, "It's not going to happen. I'm defeated." Yeah, probably. Honestly. Yeah. So okay, let's, I would let's give like... is some credit that she does love you that much, and you're more likely. Let's take away some credit from you. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, are probably going to give up before she does. Uh, so, but my backup plan, part of it is I break up with the girl uh, that I'm in love with. Yeah. I move back to the suburbs with my parents and I try to fucking pick up the pieces by myself. Luckily, that is a backup plan that I have the option of having. Yeah. And, like, I don't think that either of you two do have that option. Like, if you 
got fucked over in that way and didn't have a way to pay your bills, I don't know what you would do. It, but it wouldn't be move back in with your parents and think like take some time and figure it out. Well, there's no moving back with parents. I mean, my dad, uh, we could live together, I guess. We would just murder each other <laughs> uh, in that little shack with my uncle. Right, and what would you watch, do, Ever? Watches CNN all day and then gets mad at it for uh, having to be healthy. So, so real quick. Luckily, just to, you haven't been doing that at all. Just, I was watching uh, during the fucking caucuses, you asshole. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> The couscous. <laughs> Don't turn on CNN. Ever. The uh, um. So to to digress some real quick. Uh, while I think that the resume being somewhere for X amount of time, stuff like that is uh important, especially in a quote unquote real job. Uh, I do want to just say that complacency is very bad, and even if you. And even if you do need to to have like a place that you're there for like a year or something like don't be complacent don't accept something that you know you are not like you are worth more for stuff like that um because it if a, if a company can pay you seven dollars even to fucking run their multi-million dollar company they would like they yeah, they do not give right. a shit about you so always know your worth always over over bid on yourself to the point that like you're not gonna fuck yourself over but like Say you want $25 an hour and you're going for that, that raise, say you want 30 so that then you can just like, you know, slide yourself down to 25 Um, but... Shit. Yeah, no, I, I think you're hitting on a lot of good points, so just like, that's arbitration, baby. That, that's uh, so arbitration, you're, you're really baby. To, just that. And it's always like, you always ask for more than you actually want, and the Phillies even were willing to pay him 11 but they submitted 10 It's like, what the fuck? Like, it's just... I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a whole thing of just like, you know, how can you even have a working class when the working class is told like, hey man, it's somebody else's fault that you know, things aren't that good for you. But yeah. like... I yeah. was, like, always, like, you know, I even had a conversation with my dad last night. Fuck your co-worker. And my dad was like, I still try dick. to respect the president because, I mean, he's done some good things. And I said, name one. And he said, well, the economy's pretty good. And I said, dad, listen to me very clearly right now. I don't know who the president's going to be in two years, but we're going to have a recession. You know who's going to get blamed for that? The, the Whoever the president is. Yeah, the current years. one. So it doesn't fucking matter. If Trump wins re-election, he's going to get blamed for that. So I don't... Economics is so cyclical. Economists will easily tell you that nothing Trump has done is really like yeah. effectively boosted us. It's honestly like animal spirits. That's like the one, the most off-putting thing about studying economics is how important at what they call animal spirits is. But just like the general, it's like a vibe check. <laughs> vibe I check. don't even it's, know what you're talking about. Animal because... spirits is literally a vibe check. How 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 what happened in the stock market? Oh, it went down. Uh, what? Why? Uh, we're gonna blame uh, animal spirits for this one. See, this I is, don't. People were like, kind of feeling not a great vibe, and so the stock market went down. Like I that's going to happen when Bernie gets elected. I don't stock know drop if that's bit. even you being facetious yeah, or that's no, that's one hundred percent serious. Because I was taught something else that is just a different dumbass name for what you just described. I thought you were, like, doing a bit. It just turns out our colleges taught us the same thing. That Different is ridiculous. Name. It is the underpants gnome from South Park. Like, literally the question mark, question mark, question mark profit of the agency. 
They call it the um the free hand of the market. Well, yeah, yeah, the free yeah, hand yeah. of the market will always push the market to where it should be. That's different, though. That's but what like, is the, that? So the free hand of the market. Part of what pushes I the, what that is. Part of what influences the free hand of the market is animal spirits, which is the vibe check of like. So Bernie's what okay, uh, What's going to so, happen so, is Bernie gets elected. All of the people at big companies are all of like the whole mass of investors yeah. is going to say, "Oh, socialist is in office now. Yeah. That's not great for business." Animal and spirits based is on absolutely nothing except them saying that. Yes, it's the market's going to drop. Panic. Yes, that's what animal spirits is. It's okay. them being like, I don't really like the vibe of this Bernie guy. Yeah, yeah. and then so it, the, it will recover and it will be fine. And honestly, that's the thing too, is that most of us are not actually up and down with the stock market, except in our 401ks, which can be a little bit scary. But if you're investing in your 401k, um, talk to me about finance if you want investment advice. Um, 30 year plus um, investing you will see a return on average of 7% of literally any 30 years you pick uh, that the stock market exists. <laughs> so do not worry about the stock market going down for one or two or a couple of years if that's your investing. As long as your salary is not tied to the stock market, you do not need to worry about a recession. What you need to worry about is layoffs. We need to get somebody in there who can make sure that layoffs are restricted. That is not going to be Donald Trump. He has helped outsource. And that there's a social safety net for people that are laid off. I have a hard out right now. You guys can keep going. I just want to say two things before I go. Um, First thing is Bernie Sanders, you bastards. Yes. Fuck yeah. And I forget what the other one is, so I'm going to say Bernie Sanders, you bastards again. Fuck yeah. Okay, Bobby has to leave, so he won't be able to plug anything. Love you, baby. He wants to do it on the way down the stairs. And he plugs Bobby. Uh, Cody's Twitch. Cody's Twitch. Don't plug my switch. Anyway, well, fuck you. No. So, River, um, we're we're kind of close to wrapping up here, Yeah, baby. But we haven't heard your backup plan. My backup plan. Quite yet. Um, so, let's assume here, uh, just as the way Bobby played the rules, that you don't have to consider Nat necessarily in your backup plan, but that's really your life. So, what, what happens but, if, you know, you go into this welding thing and something bad happens and you lose some oh, digits shit. or you lose um, a hand or something? Well, thankfully, losing a hand is going to be pretty difficult. Um, but let, let's just say my ultimate plan works out. I get into the union that I want to get into. Everything is working out. Great, wonderful, fantastic. Um, something happens, layoffs happen, this, that, the other thing. Injuries happen. I don't get workers' comp. Um, if I am... If if I'm going to stay with Annette, which is the ultimate uh, decision that I'm going to make as long as she will have me, um, I will probably go back to food service. I've been in it forever. I will find something to work out because, like, I've worked X, Y, Z for Bobby's jobs. Bobby's back. Hey! Hey, bye, Bobby. Bye, Bobby. Bye. Um... I will work X, Y, Z. I've done bartending. I've, bun- I've done serving. I've done dish. I've done prep, cook, line cook, uh, sous chef. I've done manager, fucking you name it, everything I've done except for head cook. Um, I can do anything in a restaurant if I have to. Uh, if not that, I could do other. Um, realistically, I could do other construction jobs. I could do landscaping. I could do tile. I, I feel confident I could do tile with one hand. Um, so long as I'm able to move, no problems. 
But beyond that, say something crazy happens, Nat and I break up. I'm probably going to hop the first train, end up in some random city, see if I like it for two months, don't like it, great, I'm going somewhere else. Uh, I am extremely, extremely fast to drop people out of my life, no offense to anybody that I do love, but if it's not working out, it's not working out. No offense to anybody that I don't... I, I don't know. Maybe offense to people I don't love. Fuck you, I guess. Um, But, like, I'll drop people. I will... Even if I do like you and I want to keep in contact, I'm bad at doing it. I'll end up in fucking... Uh, I'll end up in Indonesia, for all I know. Fucking living off the land. Uh, It's not exactly the best, but I'm very good at figuring things out and making things work if I have to. Um, but that's not really a viable backup plan. It's not realistic. It's not good. It's not great. It's not anything of the above. I mean, like, would I know where my next meal was coming from? Probably not. Would I be homeless? It's very likely. Would I still sustain on the anger I feel against the uh, capitalist society? Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks because it makes me feel embarrassed that I'm just mentally at the end of my rope and I I, I can't. If I'm if I'm done, like, I think it's going to be, um, you know, for a while it, it was definitely, the you know, the nuclear option that I don't want to say. Um, but it's... It, I'm not staying around for this um, pain if it if it goes bad for me. So I had a very vivid mania um, recently when I did think things might have went the most nuclear option. Um, and I want my friends to know that I will never, um, you know, just like disappear and end up like dead in some like random state. If I disappear, it's because I've decided to run away and I threw my phone. Just, I will let you guys know when I get there. Um, that I'm fine, but, uh, I did have a very vivid meaning of just, you know, I, maybe I'll go. And, um, you know, I, I, I even told my friends, you know, the first thing I would do is make sure my cat gets, um, rehomed. Well, to my ex's place to be with oh, fair, fair, her fair. brother. Yeah, um, that's, that's valid. And then I would, speaking of the devil, wanted to get her voice in. She's not happy about it. Um, but then I would, you know, tell everybody else, like, hey, you know, River gets the PC, uh, Bobby gets some things, and everything else, fair game. Listen, my dad lives in Hawaii. I would... I, I'll I let you I know, know if that how. ends up being the black market channel that I speak with only you. I don't, I don't know there. how I would get there, how Cody would get there, how anybody would get there, but my dad lives in Hawaii. And we're all going to hang out with him. Uh, And, I mean... Even even being in, even being home. Nah, my plug was um. The you don't fact, have to plug it yet. No, stop. My well, plug is that Kings. We're Hawaii, not doing plugs yet. We'll Kings Highway Fine Cider should um sponsor the channel. Okay, great. Anyway, but what about your dad in Hawaii? We can all hang out with him. Uh, everybody can hang out with my dad. Um, hit me up. I will tell him that you're on the way. He'll score you some good shit. Uh, he lives in a bus on the beach, literally on the beach. It, I actually no, I take that back. He lives in a forest now. Um, but he lives by a creek, which then leads to the beach. It's a beautiful area. Um. Yeah, yeah, Lucy, Lucy feels it. 
we feel it. Um, no, I, I, I definitely had an experience, though, like, on a vacation in Florida where we went down to Key West one day, and it was like we drove down and we stayed on a boat. And that was like, that was their lives was they lived on the boat and retired and they were just doing the Airbnb for some like extra cash and meet new people. And we had a room to ourselves and it was kind of awesome, you know, and they just, they loved it. And if they wanted to go somewhere, they just took the boat. But the reality is I'm, you know, 26 years old. I can't afford a boat. Listen, I don't know what I would do with a boat. I don't really want to live on a boat. I'm I'm fucking full time at school. I'm full time at work. My girlfriend is also working like seventy hours. Like we're both working, in, well, out of the house doing schoolwork, whatever, about seventy something hours a week. It like it comes to the point where if you don't have that person to lean against, like the only reason I'm making it through is because she's doing this, and I would feel guilty if I stopped. You know, so like. We've talked about it. If you don't have that person to lean on, shit gets tough. If you've got to fucking do stuff like on and on and on and on and it's like without any break, it's fucking hard. And on that note, get the fuck out of my house. I'm going to edit this episode, do a stream, and then concept the script. Anyway, no. um, So, River, uh, we really want to thank you for being on the show today. Obviously, Bobby could not uh, give you a goodbye and then text me to get his sweater. And then he came up and got the sweater. And that's when you heard all of us say hi, Bobby. Um, But I did want to say, you know, plugs. But it sounds like you've already plugged uh, this fine cider that you like here. But you didn't even plug the the ABV, which I think you really missed an opportunity there. It's 6.9%, baby. Nice. Uh, plugs on my end. Um, I do want to plug my Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash code ran. Um, I do want to, um, remind everybody that, uh, Neurotica has a Twitter at Neurotica the pod. Uh, I'm not much on Twitter these days anymore, but every once in a while I jump on there and every once in a while we even do, uh, kind of a crossover between my Twitch and Neurotica. So you can always check out that. Um, felt like I had some other stuff to plug, but, you know, just donate to Planned Parenthood or something. We'll figure out what the hell I was saying next. Donate to Bernard Sanders. Yes, also do that, but I think Planned Parenthood also needs it right now, and I think we shouldn't, um, forget about them this time. Uh, Bernie is doing very well, and hopefully keeps doing well, so keep donating to him, but at the same time, I, I feel like Planned Parenthood... If he gets in office, we'll get a lot of funding, but while they're, um, you know, up and running right now, they could probably use our help. So, God damn it, you're fucking right. Yeah, so I want to thank everybody who listened to the episode. Um, you know, we try to give you perspective of people who not only just started in the lower class, but weaved, you know, between the lower, middle, kind of in between going up and down and seeing a little bit more our side through our age and why. We're so strongly, you know, feeling about the way we do. So thanks for listening, Erotica. Hope you have a great week or night or whatever distance ahead of time you're looking for. And no, we're always here to talk and always here to listen. Have a good one. Sorry.